Hey, everybody, it's Ryan Ripley. Wanted to get a new offering in front of you as soon as possible, evidence-based leadership. And so, as you all know, Todd Miller, myself, and Will Seeley, we're big on evidence-based management. We want to apply it to the leadership space. We all know that modern managers face complex challenges every day. You're juggling a lot of needs, your direct reports, your stakeholders, your customers, they all need constant attention. What we want to do is help you manage that. We want you to use information and data to make good decisions around all of these areas so that we're delivering the right thing at the right time for the right customer. And we know that we're doing that because we're using data and evidence to validate all the things that we're doing. And not only that, we're not just looking at value, but we're looking at our capabilities as an organization. Can we deliver on time? Can we innovate effectively? Do we have too much tech debt? Do we have too many things in process? Are we unable to deliver when the market demands that we do? We look at all of these things with evidence-based management. We merge that into a leadership uh, mindset and lens, and we enable you to make new and better decisions repeatedly based off of the data that you're collecting within your organization. It's exciting stuff. We hope you can join us. Visit agileforhumans.com forward slash EBL course. Join us in one of these offerings. We think you're going to love it. Hope you can join us. Use Agile for Humans, the number four to take another 15% off of this course. And uh, we can't wait to see you there. Welcome to this week's, this week. It's not the weekly show, it's the daily show, your daily scrum. Welcome to this day. This show. day. Uh, let's get back on track. I'm Ryan Ripley, professional scrum trainer. Todd Miller here, another professional scrum trainer. Together, we formed Agile for Humans, the premier scrum training company on the planet. Universe. Univer oh, wow. That's intergalactic. <laughs> what are the taxes like intergalactic? I don't know. Who cares? All right. What are we doing today, Todd? What do we got? Uh, it really uh, a question that uh, is close to my heart uh, because I worked with a company. Um, so the question, who attends product backlog refinement? Who should attend product backlog refinement? We get this in Every class. Oh, wow. This is another big one. I, I feel like we say that in every video, but what we're trying to do is what are the most common things that people ask so that we can get those out there and actually discuss them and actually yeah. unpack them a bit? This is a big one. Who shows up at product backlog refinement? And this question actually drives a ton of anti patterns that we talk about in fixing your scrum. So this is a biggie. Yeah. And you know what sticks out in my mind to this, Ryan, is I was working with a company and there was probably about 30 developers. They were broken down into uh, three teams, maybe four teams. I can't remember exactly. But when they would do product backlog refinement, they brought every single person into the room. Yeah. Is that crazy? It's a little nutty. Yeah. And it would take like an hour to get like a piece of acceptance criteria added to the PBI because of all the debate. Um, so it really triggers a, a conversation to me about uh, how how we who who should be in this product backward refinement session. You know, there's a principle here I think we can share, and that self management does not mean that everyone is involved all the time. Yeah, actually, quite the opposite, doesn't it? I, I think so. I, I think it means that that we strategically pair up and partner and break out and come together and go apart and come together and all these patterns and practices. As needed, as 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 empiricism tells us, we need to. As emergence dictates, we need to, and so it's a it's a flow. It, it, mm -hmm. We're we're constantly together and apart, together and apart, and so yeah, I don't think self management means that everyone is involved and in every decision and in every meeting, and it, it's not feasible. 
Yeah, I actually think self-management means, you know, quite the opposite of what you first think when you see this statement. I think, um, so as a scrum team, self-management means we decide who needs to be there and when they need to be there, right? Um, and, you know, I've worked with really good self-managing teams where they're like, oh, we got product back over refinement this afternoon. Um, who feels like going or who should go? And then it's like, well, hey, this is pretty close to the domain that I, I know a lot about. Maybe I should go or maybe I shouldn't go. So you ask better questions. And those are the kinds of conversations that I see happening a lot with really good self-management teams. Uh, and maybe there are times where everybody shows up. But gee, that sure waste seems like a, a waste of time. But I, I think another principle that you're leading into, Todd, is the idea of cross-functional representation. Yeah. We don't need everyone there, but we need a cross-functional representation of people so that we can get refinement and, and do the estimates and the, the, the acceptance criteria and the descriptions and the mm -hmm. tasks and all that breakdown. And we need a cross-functional representation of people. There could be people outside of our team that we occasionally invite because they're subject matter expert, mm -hmm. right? So, I mean, the, the combinations of people, look, I, I think our pro tip here, do what makes sense. Yeah. Right. So mm -hmm. sometimes a product owner can do refinement on their own. Mm -hmm. A developer can do refinement on their own. Two devs can do any combination is, is acceptable if it leads to a well-refined, well-understood, transparent product backlog. And so do it makes sense. If one dev and one product owner makes sense, do that. If two devs, if three devs, if a subject matter expert and a product, you get the point, right? There's an, there's a limitless uh, number of combinations that you, that you could come up with, but do what makes sense seek cross-functional representation and don't worry about everyone being in the room all the time. I've seen so many companies, Todd, skip refinement yeah. because they've told me, Ryan, we can't afford the, the development time. We can't have everyone locked in a conference room for you know, around 10% of our capacity the whole month or the whole two weeks or whatever their sprint length was. And I'm like, yeah, that would be crazy. Don't do that. But you can have a product owner and a dev, right? And like, huh. And the light bulb goes off and suddenly we're doing refinement again. Yeah. And, you know, to that point, when um, I start to think uh, that uh, I forget where I was going with this, right? Maybe that means it's the end of the episode. I think it is. When Todd yeah. starts losing his thought, yeah. we've totally gone too far. But I, I, yeah. I think the point, the point is, is there that, look, don't do a lot of this is legalism. Mm -hmm. People see refinement and they think everyone has to be in the room. Don't do zombie scrum. One more yeah. plug for our good friends in the Netherlands. Yeah, Don't do bad. Fix yeah. your scrum, right? Do what makes sense. Cross-functional representation and not everyone has to be present all the time. And I think you'll be all right with refinement. I'll tell you what though, if that doesn't actually hit all of your needs on refinement, Todd, there's this really cool section somewhere down there with a the comment. Comments. If feel yeah. free to make fun of me for, for, um, for being a little bit tired and for getting my train of thought it happens all the time. I'm going to leave the first comment making fun of Todd. I hope someone else leaves the second, <laughs> but there, there's a space in there for comments. Leave us your questions about refinement, or perhaps you've worked through this issue. Tell us how it went. Tell you what, tell us what you did. It could probably help someone else. And if you yeah. leave us a question, it might end up on a future show. So who knows? You can see your question in the box below uh, in a future episode, yeah. but that's it for today's episode of your daily scrum. What uh, I was really hoping that you were going to stumble down to. I'm where I was going to like <laughs> trip at the end. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and so thank you for watching. All of our socials are there. Don't forget to, to like this video, smash the subscribe button. Todd smash. Todd smash. <laughs>
<laughs> Todd smash smash that subscribe button that'll tell you that'll give you an alert every time every day when we drop the new video um you know hit the socials leave your questions with us check out our book Ag uh, fixing your scrum practical solutions to common scrum problems it's all there on agileforhumans.com uh you know thanks for watching we hope this helped and we will see you tomorrow tomorrow Hey, it's Ryan. If you're enjoying this show and want to take a deeper dive into Scrum with me and Todd, check out agileforhumans.com forward slash training. Be sure to also look at the show notes to subscribe to our newsletter, get a copy of our book, Fixing Your Scrum, and learn more about working with us at Agile for Humans. Thanks for listening and Scrum on. <laughs>